0: The sermon from Saint John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a Member The Wells, preached on March twentieth, two thousand and eleven, based on Matthew fifteen, verses twenty-one through twenty-eight. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God through which Jesus brings us his mercy today is Matthew chapter 15 verses 21 through 28, the gospel that you just heard. Please give your attention once again to a portion of the reading. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to Jesus crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ Jesus, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Why God? Why my daughter? Why did this strike my family? Among so many who do not serve you, we do. How hard it is to follow you when all those around us do not. Why this added burden. I could well see those thoughts going through my mind if I were that Canaanite woman. She does not live among God's people in the land of Israel. She is not a descendant of Abraham. She lives in a heathen land, but she does believe in the true God, the Lord, the God of Israel. She recognizes that Jesus is the son of David, the promised Messiah. How difficult that must have been, living where so many rejected the God of Israel and followed idols, or like so many in our day, just lived for this life. Can you hear the sneers she must have endured? And we might well imagine that God would deal gently with this gem of faith found in this filth of heathenism? Because often don't those thoughts creep into our mind that because I follow Jesus, God should bless me in this life, that my life should be better than the unbelievers? But no. No, we see that her daughter suffers terribly from demon possession, how that must have torn at the mother's heart. But where does she turn? To whom does she go? May the Holy Spirit, dear friends, work that same kind of faith and keep working that faith in you and me, that faith that goes to Jesus. For her faith begs, clinging to Jesus' words alone. That's the theme here today. Her faith begs. She calls out, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. She doesn't complain. She doesn't lament how unfair life is. She doesn't challenge God to explain why this happened. She doesn't simply try to look deep down inside for some strength or turn to earthly resources to solve the problem. And she doesn't even simply grit her teeth and bear it either, does she? Rather, she humbly goes to Jesus begging. How often my pride keeps me from doing that, stops me short of that. And and, and this pride can take many different forms, can't it? Sometimes pride leads us to imagine that we know better. And so God should explain to us why, or or we feel that we can argue that our life is unfair and, and deserve an explanation. Sometimes pride can imagine that we have the strength to fix the problem ourselves, and if that strength isn't in us, at least we can rely on our community, our support system, our technology, and and medicine. And what I often see in my own heart is that kind of pride that simply grits and bears it, figuring, well, that's the way life is. I might as well get used to it and resign myself to reality because I can't fix it, and I'm not going to bother Jesus with it. I don't want to have to be begging of him pride refuses to beg. How does pride mislead you? But we don't see any of that in this woman now, do we? Rather, she goes to Jesus. She doesn't simply know about Jesus, she humbly goes to him. She hears that he's coming into the region where she lives. She finds him. And she pleads with him. She begs. Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. For she has heard the word of the mercy of the God of Israel. He is the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness, as Exodus 34 declares. And no doubt she had also heard of the mercy of Jesus how he had healed the sick and reached out to the outcasts. And she clings. She clings to that word of mercy, imploring Jesus, Lord, have mercy on me, she humbly cries out. And we too, we echo those words, don't we, in our worship? Lord, have mercy on us. Those words can only come from a humbled heart. We sometimes use those words in connection with the confession of sins. Lord, have mercy on me, a dirty, wretched sinner, covered in the filth of my own guilt. Have mercy on me, a a poor beggar, who has no good of my own to pay you with. Pity me with your full and free forgiveness. And sometimes we use those words like this woman does in connection with our prayers. Lord, have mercy on me. I am powerless and desperately need your help. You alone grant what is good. You alone can answer my prayer, my plea. Have mercy on me because I am a beggar that has nothing of my own. I fall before you relying on your mercy alone. Pity me with your kind help, your benevolence, your magnanimity. Yes, we too join this woman in her cry, Lord, have mercy on me. But how did Jesus answer that humble cry? With silence. With complete silence. But that does not stop her from clinging to the word of mercy that she has heard and knows. And clinging to that word of mercy, she still goes and follows Jesus and his disciples, calling out to them, pleading with them, begging, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. And still, just silence. Jesus does not answer a word the text says and this dear friends is a far greater struggle for the Christian than any earthly suffering hardship, loss or disaster why doesn't God answer my prayer? has the father rejected me as his child? has Jesus forgotten about me? has the Holy Spirit abandoned me? Why this silence? Why the silence? So that our faith, your faith, dear Christian, clings to Jesus' words alone. That is, to the Scriptures, to the Bible, His written word. For every word of the Scriptures comes from Jesus Himself. And the Scriptures are never silent. They continually call out to us. And so this silence that Jesus at times answers our prayers with, this silence humbles our reason so that we do not cling to our own observations or experiences, but cling to his word alone. Such faith confesses. What I see, what I feel, what I've experienced tells me that God has forgotten me because my prayer remains unanswered. But Jesus promises Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13. So to hell with my experiences. Rather, the Lord is my helper, just as the Bible has promised. I will cling to his word of mercy, just as this widow did. No matter how long, no matter how long he answers my prayer with silence, I will cling to his word forever. That, dear friends, is the hard-fought fight of the Christian. A pretend of faith does not know this struggle, for it has not grasped Jesus and his cross. Rather, such a pretend faith imagines that my life's okay. I got confirmed I belong to a church, so what's the big deal? But faith, Christian faith, wrestles with the Lord in prayer, clinging to his promises, pleading for his mercy, begging of him. Even when that is answered with silence, it keeps on wrestling with him in such prayers and with such begging that clings to his word. For with that silence, Jesus was teaching this Canaanite woman to cling to those words of mercy that she had heard and believed. And he does the same for you and me, dear Christian. So, in faith, keep on begging. Clinging to Jesus' words alone. Those words that the scriptures have brought to you that you too know and believe. Those words of mercy of your God who is compassionate and gracious. Of your Savior who has shown that mercy again and again in his earthly ministry. Cling to his word as you humbly plead for his mercy. And cling, cling to those scriptures as well as you confidently rejoice in his crumbs. And that brings us to the second part here today. And we go back to the text here. We go back and see that Jesus finally does break that silence, doesn't he? But even then, his words do not sound all that hopeful, do they? He breaks the silence, but he makes it clear that His earthly ministry is focused on the people of Israel, that the gospel does not go out into all the world until after his death and resurrection. He says, I was sent only for the lost sheep of Israel. And yet even those words, don't they at least have a hint of mercy in them? He has indeed come for the lost, for those in need like a shepherd seeking his sheep. And what about that name, Israel? Doesn't it mean to struggle with God? Wasn't that the name given to Jacob when he wrestled with the Lord throughout the night in prayer? The woman continues to cling to the Lord's mercy. She falls before him and simply begs, Lord, help me. And Jesus replies, It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Jesus uses that word for the little dogs that people kept in their homes as a pet, not for the dogs that roamed the streets scavenging what they could find. And faith faith accepts what Jesus says. Yes, Lord, she answers. Your word is true. And again, we see her humility that we talked about in the first part, Yes, Lord, I am only a dog begging at the table. I have nothing to offer you. I I don't deserve your help. I only beg for your mercy. And now, and now carefully note how she clings to the words of Jesus and says to him, Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Yes, faith holds Jesus to his words. And as that faith wrestles with him in prayer, Jesus lets faith pin him with his promises so that faith wins the victory. This faith that clings to Jesus words and does not let go confidently rejoices it confidently rejoices even in the crumbs for this 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 woman well knows that even the crumbs from Jesus table can drive the demon from her daughter and so as she clings to Jesus word she confident, confidently rejoices in his in the crumbs yes she has begged from Jesus, clinging to his word, confidently rejoicing, even in the crumbs. And you, dear Christians, you know why the crumbs from our master's table are more than enough to answer our prayers. For our Heavenly Father has already given us the greatest treasure of all, his own dearly beloved Son, compared to Jesus, compared to his blood, compared to his victory on Easter. Anything else we could ask of him in prayer is but crumbs in comparison. For in Christ and in His cross, you already have the riches and bounties of heaven. You have that lavished feast prepared for you. And so whatever else we bring to Him, beg of Him in prayer throughout our earthly life, is but crumbs in comparison to the riches He has already won for us. And so we cling to that word, we cling to that word that has brought us such heavenly riches through the Scriptures and the sacraments. Maybe as we wrap up here today, I can learn a few lessons from my dog. She is not too proud to beg. When we gather around the supper table, she's there looking up with her brown, pleading eyes. And even though we ignore her, she continues waiting there patiently. With those eyes that beg without saying a word. She knows that we will feel sorry for her. And as we finish and let her lick the last of the crumbs, she is happy with that, glad and content. Now I realize she is simply acting by instinct and conditioned behavior, but you, dear Christian, you have something far greater to hold on to. You have the word of your God and Savior, recorded and revealed in the Bible and made visible in baptism in the Lord's Supper. Your God is gracious and compassionate. Witness that at the cross and so humbly plead for his mercy. And when he answers your cry with silence, keep on begging praying, Lord, have mercy on me as you cling to his word of promise alone. And then, when he lets you pin him with his promises, confidently rejoice in whatever way he answers your prayer, for even his crumbs more than satisfy all that we need. Your faith prays clinging to Jesus' words alone. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.